Hi guys, welcome back to season two of the Intern This podcast. We are super pumped that we just get the opportunity to um, get to have a second round of doing this podcast. It's a really big blessing. Um, This season's gonna look super different from the last season, starting with the fact that we have new interns. Um, So let's get started and introduce the new interns. Starting with me, you guys probably don't recognize my voice. My name's Cassidy Tao, um, and I am the high school intern for this summer, which has been a gift and I'm really excited about it. But let's meet the other interns sitting around the table. Hello, I am Baylor Proctor. I am also a high school intern this summer alongside Cassidy. Glad to be here. Ought to be fun. (laughs) It is fun. (laughs) And I'm Grace Hill, still a middle school intern (laughs) carrying on from last year, (laughs) which is great. We need Grace Hill here. Um, And so new interns, you're going to meet a couple more new interns as the season continues. A couple people who are surprises. Um, but in addition, we are getting the opportunity to interview people from around the church. So we get to interview people um, who just lead the church really well and are in different ministry um, niches around campus. Um, so we're going to start with our first interview, who is Jason White. So Jason, take it away. When did you get started here at Crossings? How long have you been here? Um, what is your area of church that you serve? So yeah, welcome. I was an intern when I started here. No way. And I've been an intern for 11 years. You've been an intern for 11 years. Longer than Grace. I'm just kidding. Um, No, I started as a high school intern in 2011, and then I was hired full-time. So I just started my 11th year, um, but I've been on staff as a worship pastor. So So from children's to students, young adults, adults. From basically from the cradle to the grave, I leave. Wow. Well, you know, in that context, <laughs> yeah, yeah, graves in the gardens, yeah. exactly. Worship. Um, so worship just from all spectrums. So you could see me in the chapel. You can see me in Camp Fifty Six or Children's, mm-hmm. whatever, to to lead worship in any spectrum. So. So as the Gosh. old high school intern, is this what we can expect for Baylor's future? <laughs> yep, I guess. Yep. Yes. You've heard him <laughs> sing, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he dances, so yeah, that's the next dance. stage of worship. Baylor, Baylor is a better dancer than I am. <laughs> better <laughs> dancer than singer, so. Okay, yeah. with that said, thanks for introducing yourself, mm-hmm. Jay. Um, we have some fun facts for you guys. So we have some fun facts that we just kind of wanted to kick the interview off and share. I believe Baylor has a really fun fact. He was, he was telling me about it I earlier. I believe I do, apparently. That's the consensus. So my fun fact that I like to always go with um, is sometimes it's easy to forget, but I have cracked my head open three times. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate. It's Same spot or all three different spots? Different spots, like yeah. front of the head, top of the head. It's just really bad luck, I guess. And um, That's each, what it is. Yeah. Each crack has a story. So Do it. Uh, yeah. About yeah. The cracks. Tell. All right. We can start off. <laughs> the cracks. Yes. First crack. Maybe first time I... Out. Each crack yeah. has a name and every name has a story. Yeah. So. yeah. Very nice. Look at that. So first time I broke my head open, very, very young. Um, I was like two years old and we were at like some kind of gas station, Jiffy Lube, um, 7-Eleven, kind of that kind of vibe with the concrete stairs at front of the door, slipped and fell, 
right on top of my eye, big old scar now. So yep. Now you speak with you try to do British accents randomly yeah. and yeah. try to cast wizarding spells on mm -hmm. people. Because Harry Potter. I do that. Correct. Then I also, For those of you who <laughs> haven't read Harry Potter, has a lightning bolt a light star bolt, yeah. on his eye. But I was, Gryffindor. I was more of a Star Wars fan, so I like to think of myself Boo. as Anakin. Oh. There we go. Because I had the blue eyes and the brown hair. Yes. There you go. And you too will turn on all those who love you. Oh my God. Is yeah, that what I you're trying snap. to tell us? I could snap Jeez, at any Baylor. time. So I guess watch out. I don't know. Yeah. Right there. There you go. And then second time I cracked my head open, I was with my mom. We were doing something. Maybe it was a birthday party. I can't quite I can't quite this remember. I was for like you. Joe Proctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mother. I love my mom, mama's boy. But it was wrong place, wrong time. We were at the back of the car trying to get something out of the car, and the car door gets closed right on my head. I was like, ow. It just got ooh. closed randomly? I mean, my, like my mom closed it because we were like done getting stuff out of the car. Yeah. And then she was like, oh my goodness, now I got to go deal with this. So, mm -hmm. What yeah. a lesson for life. Mm -hmm. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Just don't hang around the backs of cars. So. Yeah. But do you hang out with Jill Proctor. Yeah. She's great. <laughs> yeah. Just make sure you're a step away when she's at the back of a car, I suppose. And then And then the third crack. Yeah. Third crack. <laughs> um, Again, you know, full transparency. I was at my grandma's house pretending to be Elastigirl. As we all are. Yeah. yeah. As we all are. Some I could have chose Spider Man or anyone, but no. I was like Elastigirl. Solid. Like going from wall to wall. And I don't know what happened. I'm a klutz. And I just. Or you're my, not Elastigirl. No. Yep. I'm not, not Elastigirl. My head finds the corner of a wall, crack it open, and then we had to go to the ER at like midnight. So that, was, that was a whole ordeal. Man. Yeah. Trips to the ER Trips makes life ER. super interesting. So mm. exciting. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable on this podcast. Oh, yeah. they, actually call it, they actually call it the Proctor wing. Yeah. <laughs> oh my there you goodness. go. For there all go. of get me, to know brothers. me. Yeah. Get to know me. Dang. But, yeah. it's, but it's nice because you get free anesthesiology, no. right? Yeah. Because of his dad. Mm -hmm. My dad's oh. an anesthesiologist. I don't think that don't, is really yeah, how it works. Not real. <laughs> no. it, it is real that he is you're an anesthesiologist. You're right, you're right. Yeah. But I think actually- Your mom's a nurse. To actually, now that I think about it, I've actually caused one of my brothers to crack their head open, technically. Oh my there God. There seems to be a pattern Shout out here. to yeah. the Proctor brothers. There seems to be a pattern here. Me and two other, other of my brothers have cracked their head open. And one time, we were at church. I was trying to take Boston back to my car to go to church. He was running through the hallway. Boston's my littlest brother, if you didn't know. Um, Hi, Boston. Yes, hello, Boston. <laughs> he is in seventh grade, going on eighth grade. Anyway. He was running through the church. And I was like, dude, calm down. We got to slow down. We're not trying to run in church. And so I like put my hand out in front of him, kind of like accidentally clothesline him. He stumbles. <laughs> nice. He stumbles. And then it nice. gently like, puts your hand out. <laughs> yeah. He stumbles. And then he runs into like one, one of the doors that's closed. Oh. And then right on his head just starts oh, bleeding. I'm like, oh, goodness. Everybody just stares at you like, what a terrible Yeah. So I'm like, Anakin okay. Skywalker. We yep. have yeah. Harry Potter. What else do we have in the Elastigirl. Elastigirl. Uh, Elastigirl. That's, that's a lot of content in about two minutes you <laughs> yeah. just wow. gave us there. I'm so. overwhelmed. All right. You what's go. your fun fact? Yeah, I'll tell mine. It's, it's much more calm than yeah. the Proctor yeah. wing in the ER. My fun fact is the same day that I got baptized, I got baptized whenever I was 17, got dunked at church in the morning and then was driving to a birthday party later that night. And to this day, it's still the first time and the last time that I got pulled over by a cop Unfortunate. for floating a stop sign. I stopped. I just, right. Not, not right. all not the way. Enough. He didn't yeah. agree. Yeah. He didn't agree. Yeah. Um, the California roll is what I know, we call I know. it. California roll. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, some sushi. Not just sushi. Got it's it. like, mm. yeah, you're just yeah, like, yeah, I'm yeah. going to kind of stop. Okay, well, that California roll cost me $170, yeah. <laughs> which was my Christmas money. It's expensive sushi. Yeah. So it's unfortunate. Yeah, nice, it's, Baylor. That is unfortunate. My fun fact is not as fun as Baylor's, although my mom has slammed the back door on my head and mm -hmm. ruined a picnic. My brothers oh. were really upset about it. Explains so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh -oh. Come on, Rebecca. Uh -oh. Jeez. I'm kidding, Grace. I had to. But my fun fact is that I have two oxalotls, which are little aquatic creatures. Will you please spell that, please? I, I don't know that I can. It sounds like uh, something you would do like when trying to clear your throat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Starts with an A. Like a I way. know that. They're, they're um, little aquatic salamanders, so they swim like fish, but they have legs and gills. Mm. They're really cute. They're on Instagram. So. Mm -hmm. Are they oh, wow. tadpoles to begin with? Well, yes. So they're, they're salamanders. I forget the word is, but there's a word for when a creature maintains its baby features into adulthood. Mm. So they're salamanders that never like just evolved out of the water. We they call never... that, we call that Jason White. <laughs> oh my gosh. There we go. True. There we go. But so they're normally in a salamander, the gills will flatten down on the back and they gain lungs so they can be out of the water. But oxalotls just don't. Mm -hmm. They keep their do, do, does, do your salamanders Instagram have your more followers than your personal mine, Instagram? I don't know. I would have to check, but probably because there's like a whole community of oxalotl owners. Yeah. What's your what's the handle for your? Oh, they're at Tuck and Alex on Instagram. That's Got their it. names. And Tucker and Alex. Is Alexander. it easy to tell them apart? Oh. Yes. Follow, follow okay. for follow. If you look on the Instagram, there's okay. two posts about telling them apart. One okay. of them has smaller gills than the oh, other, okay. and a. A black dot in his armpit. So like a birthmark. That's cute. I don't. We don't really know what it is. Or did one of your brothers like take a shot? No, no. Has to be a birthmark. I adopted them, and he had it when I got him. Yeah. There you go. So maybe someone else took a sharpie. Maybe. Yeah. They're very sweet. Well, my fun fact. I'll do the like super Christian one because yeah, we need that. Yeah. From church. Thank you for coming. Talking about how you're Christian. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, you guys can learn a lot from me today. Um So I've done ministry on five continents. Whoa. So, yeah. Whoa. North America, Seems South America, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Mm. There you go. Dang. And so would like to go to Australia. I don't know. Antarctica. I know, but like the I'm penguins? Sure. I mean, sure. I guess. Isn't there like, maybe not, there's not souls in penguins. There's like, I don't know. Scientists What's in down Antarctica? There? Yeah. Could, yeah, they're right. There's scientists. The scientists. Yeah, yeah. There's scientists. I can do that. But my like personal one that's like more fun. Um, I've, I've always been the dumpy, never the dumper. And so when we're talking about dumpies and dumpers, please mm -hmm. explain. Not yeah. in the bathroom. For the confused So for people. the hundredth time, Cassidy, <laughs> a dumper is somebody who breaks up with somebody and the dumpy is the receiver of that knowledge oh, that they want. So unfortunate. That they want the relationship to end. Oh. And so personality, but just life, just in my serious relationships, um, that has tended to be the case. Um, but, you know, when they would say something, I would, I, it was like mutual. I understood. You know, when people mm. say it's mutual, it never is. But these were right. mutual. Right, oh right. So glad. That's a that's so, an office yeah. reference. And that's a, that's a, but that's there. another <laughs> that's another episode for another day for another podcast. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 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 Okay. So we're platform. so you. I'm gonna X off all these questions that about talk about relationships. about the X's. Yeah. I'm gonna make sure that we're we. Not be you don't want me to go down that path. <laughs> okay. So for the listeners, <laughs> we'll for we'll jump into these questions. Yeah. We'll do these. These are much more tame than hearing about Jason White's love story. I agree. Alrighty, um, we can start off the real meat and potatoes of the podcast with some real nice questions we got. So, 
Um, Jay, would you mind telling us how did you get connected and end up working with Crossing? I think you kind of already said that you were an intern. Correct. But, um, but maybe, there's a story to yeah. even that. Right, right. How so, did you so, hey, I, won't, I won't take the super long route that starts at birth. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Um, okay. We will, don't want that. That's fair enough. No, okay. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you this short and sweet. Um so basically I went to college at Anderson University mm-hmm. and it is a part Anderson University is a Christian private college in Indiana, Northern Indiana. I'm from Kentucky, by the way. I know that might be a question, but I'm gonna go ahead and say it. From Kentucky, <laughs> dad's a ministry, mom's a school teacher. It's like Hallmark was gonna make a movie about a Southern family. That's it. Oh, um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we um, and two brother or two siblings, brother and sister. Mm-hmm. So I went to college at Anderson University, and it is a part of a movement called Church of God, which Crossings is affiliated with. Right. Church of God of Anderson. And so I went to school there. My roommate, um, his name was Donnie, and we were random roommates. And we didn't know each other. Our sisters knew each other. So we were roommates. And then by senior year, best friends, he's one of my best friends. Um, By senior year, he moved down here with his family. Um, His dad had gotten a new job. And so he decided to move, change of pace. And he started getting connected to crossings. His dad um, and and, and basically his family, they all started coming to crossings. And so um, Donnie got connected, started to intern. Well, I went to grad school right out, of, right out of undergrad. And he came to my grad school graduation and was like, what are you doing for the summer? I was like, man, I felt the call to ministry while I was in grad school. So I'm applying for this church in North Carolina, but it didn't start till August. And he was like, well, dude, you should just come hang out with me for the summer and get some experience and have some fun. And I was like, Let's do that. So he got me connected with Andy and through a series of other people not taking internships or whatever, I got a phone call. I had three days to get here to start for (laughs) the first day. And Mm -hmm. now I've been here. I'm I'm on my, I just started my 11th year. What did you think of your adventure from moving from Kentucky to Oklahoma? Were like, you excited or were you like, wait a sec, well, what's Oklahoma? It was different because it, my mind was like, this is for three months. Okay. And then mm-hmm. I'm probably going, I mm-hmm. thought I was going to North right. Carolina or I might go home or back to Indianapolis where all my friends from college were and all of that. So I didn't really have this like, oh no, this is like a big move. It was like, this is just a temporary. Yeah. And then I never Kind of like left. a fun vacation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I never left. There you go. Dang. That's awesome. So. That's really sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, we're happy to have you here. Oh, super excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cleared, uh, no, I cleared my really schedule special. for the whole week. For the whole week. Yeah, this. just to come oh, here. Yeah, goodness. yeah. You're actually yep. going back to Kentucky yep. after this. Did zero ministry this week no. in preparation for this <laughs> for the podcast. podcast. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> really important. Yeah. Um, could you tell us, like, your favorite part about working in worship ministry or, like, what a day-to-day looks like? Because we get to see you up on stage singing. Sometimes mm-hmm. we'll come to our camps. But other than that, we don't know what the other sides of your job looks like throughout the week. I always tell people that I have the best worship job at this church because every week can look different for me. For my personality, I've learned that routine is good to an extent, but if I'm, if I'm just like, cause I went to school to be an accountant Mm -hmm. and when I got experience, I know Mm. when I went humble break. Um, (laughs) and when I went to school, um, I went, I had an internship and I was like, this is not for me that like, day-to-day routine in a cubicle. Right. It's like, I can't do that. And yeah. so for worship, there, there's a lot that I do that's routine throughout the week in preparation, but it's not always the same. So it could be Wednesday night, I'm with students, and then Sunday morning, I'm at Crossings Edmond helping okay. Cole. 
or leading for Cole, or I'm in the venue with Josh, or leading for Josh, or I'm in the sanctuary with Larry, or Don's got me in the chapel. So, and then students, you know, I'm with them all the time. And so um, it's just this each week, but the consistent place that I serve is on Tuesday nights with the gathering, which is our young adult ministry here at the church. So I think this is my favorite part is that there is enough routine and then there's enough difference every week. So my weeks never necessarily look the same. My meetings and then my task will always vary based off where I'm serving that week. Mm-hmm. Um, for some people, they don't like that. Um, but for me, I love it because then I get to be a part of the entire church. So now I know mm-hmm. stories that are going on everywhere mm-hmm. because with our church, you know, being the size that it is, it is tempting to be within a silo of the community that you're plugged into. Right. And then you forget that there is life change happening from right. children's all the way to our oldest people at the church. And so getting to be in all of these rooms and be a part of all the styles of worship, all those things. I love that variety. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Are there maybe some aspects that are also challenging about that or things that are just challenging in general about doing worship ministry? Yeah, there. I have no routine. So like, <laughs> Obviously. It's, it, it's, it's the double-edged sword. Too. Yeah, it's the double-edged sword that I love, but it can also be challenging where if if I'm scheduled somewhere, but then somebody needs me to change or somebody gets like, it can be this it, routine can be really healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes it can be an overbearance. So you're like, I just want some spontaneity. Right. Well, then sometimes there's too much spontaneity and I feel sometimes I'm just a little out of control. Maybe mm-hmm. like I'm trying to grasp for like, just let me get my bearings in order. Um, so the challenge of that is that, and then luckily for the gathering, I'm there every week. Um, you know, cause when I was in, when I was in student ministries specifically, I was with those students all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. So for me, I I've always felt like I'm a pastor who leads worship. I'm not a mm-hmm. worship pastor. And so worship is my assignment. I don't know how long that assignment will be, but, um, so for me going to all these places is great, right. but it's hard then to be the one person that's always there. Right. So young adults is kind of my place where I get to see the same people every week. They can talk to me. They can, you know, all those things. And so I just want to be available, but Mm. that's probably the negative is if I'm in all these rooms, I can't build deeper relationships all the time. So it's good and it's bad. Um, but it, at the end, it's awesome. I mean, I wouldn't trade that. So other than worship, where else do you serve in the church? Like, I'm pretty positive you have small groups that you lead or mm-hmm. maybe in a small group. How does that? Yeah. So, man, I try to help wherever I go. I, Josh always says Swiss Army Knife. And <laughs> Mel, Mel uh, Hyatt, uh, you know, she's now, she, she's not on staff, but she's like my big sister. But she was like, be a Swiss Army Knife. Mm-hmm. Be, be, be be talented or just be gifted in multiple things so that you're always usable mm-hmm. and that you can always serve where needed. And so I think that was important. So, I mean, I might randomly teach places. I sometimes have taught in students done. I did young adult retreat. I got to speak a little bit. So I think for that, um, and in terms of serving the church, it's really just whatever they need. I've helped from video department to missions to, I'm about to go do, uh, I just got a call today to go do a day of VBS at the Children's Center that we partner with in Bethany. So like like being worship, the cool thing we always talk about at Crossings is worship is the one thing, one of the the ministries that's needed in all these like 
different things. So like if kids wants to do something, they're like, we need, we might want worship for this or mm-hmm. young adults, we want to do this retreat. We're going to need worship. So we get to play into all the other ministries a lot. Um, I used to lead a small group for like, I don't know how many years um, they've all graduated. So I took a little break mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. And then I'm in a small group with some guys from our church, from guys that used to go to church, but have got married and mm-hmm. you know gone to other churches, but we still meet. Um, so I didn't, I don't know. I I don't want to be the guy like, well, here's all the places no. that I serve. <laughs> I just really want to be available um, to wherever the church needs me. There you it's have cool. it. Jason yeah. White, a Swiss army knife I- who is available <laughs> <laughs> and willing to serve, which is awesome cool. and a really great example for mm-hmm. our students. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of already talked about um, a little bit what it looks like on a week to week basis um, about your job. But I was kind of wondering, were there any responsibilities that may have crept up on you or surprised you? And like, do you think someone just the average church go or just from someone looking from the outside looking in would they kind of expect like all the things that you do for like for you to do no because a lot of people will ask me what do i do for a job yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> why is, do you get paid <laughs> which is great you know i so you know full disclosure i grew up my dad's a pastor mm-hmm. i grew up a, a preacher's kid the pk life and it was a small church. And statistically around the U.S., most churches are small churches, mm-hmm. under 200, mm-hmm. like maybe even less. So most people don't grow up in in a place like Crossings, which yeah. is a blessing. Um, and so for me, um, I, I didn't know that this was a job that I could have. I, my, my life was, I'm going to work a f- nine to five, mm. do accounting. I wanted mm-hmm. to work for the FBI. Mm. Um, and then... Um, serve my church. Like that's what I thought. And then even growing up, worship was a lot, really one of the only things was, you know, choir, you know, conductor, orchestra conductor, that kind of stuff. You know, you you had to be able to lead all of this stuff. And I didn't go to school for any of that. Mm. So that that was tough for me to see that this was something I could do for a, a calling. But then as I got older and was in college, you know, contemporary worship started to become more prevalent in churches. And so that opportunity opened up. And so I think... Um, in terms of responsibilities that have crept up, I, I don't know about like, I, I didn't have any basis. I didn't go to school for this. So I didn't come in like super like, oh, here's all the things it's going to be. You just kind of learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And I've had great, you know, mentors over the years and great bosses over the years that have helped me uh, be prepared for those surprises. But I think people looking in, I would say the the main thing most people don't realize is all of the time it takes to even just prepare for a, a Sunday morning, right. so to speak. And like all of the, it takes a full week of communication. You know, we have to prepare. We don't just like always, you know, I would hope not, but we don't just like, here's the three songs to, in two minutes. Like we think about what are our, what are our people responding to? What message do we want to say? What are we trying to teach them? You know, theologically, we want to be correct too. So what are we trying to teach them with our, with our music? And so that takes time. And then we have meetings about what happened last week and what do we need to change and what happens this week? And then you get the midnight phone calls on a Saturday night, like I'm sick. I can't sing tomorrow. (laughs) Then you have to learn to adjust. So there's all of this. It's like the iceberg, you know, that you learn there's 90% that's happening unseen. And then you see with the finished work of a full week. And before you know it, but then there's, Hey, can you grab lunch? Hey, so-and-so's in the hospital. I mean, you, you, you're still pastoring people. Mm-hmm. We're not just doing tasks for the sake of like busyness, um, but we are doing it for purpose. And then you're also pastoring people. You're pastoring mm-hmm. your volunteers. You're pastoring people in the church. You have to be available. 
Um, and I, I remember uh, Alex Buckner at, at Crossings Edmonds students had said like, he's like, we're hired to be available. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was a really, and, and I knew what he meant was like, we are paid to be available to right. our people to serve and pastor them however we need to. Right. And I love how purposeful, especially at the gathering you are. I've seen how you pick songs and then you find scripture that backs the songs mm-hmm. and like puts it on the screen. Mm-hmm. And so just even in the little times of like, okay, you're here to be available. You're also being super purposeful mm-hmm. with the way that you shepherd the flock at the gathering. So it's really cool to see on Thanks. stage. I hope so. I mean, if we're, if we're not, if we have no purpose, then we're just aimlessly mm-hmm. wandering. You know, there has to be a vision. There has to be a reason why we do what we do. So, Okay. So my next question for you, kind of random, but um, what are you studying or reading in your Bible right now? It's the Lord teaching you kind of right now. Man, that is a great, great question. <laughs> Sorry, uh, off script. <laughs> no, you're good. I mean, I'm so, I'm, there's a few books that I'm, I'm reading right now. Um, and uh, that I'm kind of like floating between. One is a book on discipleship by uh, Henry Nowen that my mentor gave me. Um, and then um, the other one is uh, the, the practice of his presence. Mm. And it's from Brother Lawrence, which is a monk, and somebody brought it into modern language. So I'm just kind of rotating that. I'm also reading, trying to start Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, just mm. from my personal life. That's not spiritual. It's another podcast. Um, and then in, in my Bible, we've, my, my small group just went through the book of John and I had to miss a little bit of that from doing camps and things, but mm-hmm. that was really beneficial from us going through that. But I think in just the season of life that I'm in and things going on in my personal life and outside the church, I'm living in the Psalms. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just where um, I'm feeling like, okay, God, like I hear you. I see how you're mm-hmm. moving through this. Um, so I would just say that's kind of where I'm at right now in terms of like personal devotion. Like this isn't for stuff. This isn't for teaching a sermon. Mm -hmm. This isn't for worship. This is just for my like own heart and spiritual growth is I'm living in the Psalms right Right. now. Just like Mm -hmm. resting in the Psalms, whether it be Mm -hmm. rejoicing who the Lord is or lamenting in Each day it feels like that. Like there's a day I'm waking up and I'm, Mm -hmm. I feel like David's just roller coaster. I'm like, then some days I'm like, I don't want to do this. I Mm want to stay in bed and and not do it. And so I, I want to lament on things. And so they've just been a comfort. Right. And season. turning to God's word for comfort. hundred percent. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of Netflix. <laughs> you know, you, you got to have a little bit of break. I can't be super spiritual. Like, oh, all of my free time is in the Bible. I want it to be, but there's just, you got to yeah. have hobbies and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering if you could share a fun memory from ministry or a funny story. Just mm-hmm. like, I'm sure you have tons, but like, Man. I don't know. I should have, I should have known that was going to I'm trying to think of like. Just got back from some kids camps. Yeah, you've done a lot of camps. Let some middle schoolers. Funny stories. There's a lot. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, man, I'm I'm really killing the podcast right here. <laughs> I, I can't I can't think of them. I, I would say instead of going into detail, I just say like funny things. Like I have a history of not saying the correct words mm-hmm. when I do worship. Oh. <laughs> Um, whether that be rapping or whatever, oh. I just, I am known for saying things that are not the lyrics. Right. Um, you made it on an Instagram account. I made it on actually. an Instagram account for <laughs> Worship Fails. Yeah. Whoa. It was, it was Whoa. the song, it was a song I did last night because yeah, it's my redemption. <laughs> um, but the lyrics are clean hands, pure hearts, good grace, good God. And I didn't read it right. And I was like, 
you know, I'm so right, into it. And I realized right. I was like, oh, I need to look at the lyrics. And I look and I just said, good grams, good grod, <laughs> good grace, good God. And so those are the probably like those funny worship memories. Oh, no. Um where like it's just one. I'm just notorious for saying the wrong thing and sometimes being like, Wow, <laughs> that's what he said. And so I'm like <laughs> okay. sorry. Happens. Yeah, I don't Right. I don't think I've been that happens to all of us, it, but, but yeah. Yeah. not all of us have a microphone. Correct. Honestly. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> or we record yeah. everything we do right. worship now. Right, so right, like right. everything is now recorded and it's it's there for anybody to see. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's I mean, from students saying funny things to mm-hmm. even within the office. I mean, I'm just I, I'm not a this is why I don't teach a lot because I can't just pull like memories right off the top mm-hmm. of my head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all my head injuries from soccer. Mm. <laughs> okay, That's a pretty sure. good one, though. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for being vulnerable about that one, though. And so I think a good way to wrap this one up, Jay, we can rein it back in with maybe what is some good advice you could give yourself if you could go back and talk to your middle school or high school self, maybe what's some advice that you would give with all this knowledge you have procured um, up until now? <laughs> oh, so knowledge. much knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So much. Um, I'll give like kind of different uh, uh, veins of advice. So like I'll give some spiritual and then like personal and practical. I feel Mm. like that might help. I would say just from my experience, from watching my parents' life, and I'm not a not, I'm so thankful. I wish we could have done a whole podcast of my family. I I Mm. love them. They're incredible. So encouraging. Um, I would say um, really learn how to manage your money and your Mm. time. That would be my practical advice for high schoolers. Like I was the one that I worked since I was 15. And then I started here with $0 in my bank account because I spent everything that I made. Cause it's like, Oh, I made money. Let's go to Sonic. Let's go mm-hmm. get food. Let's go to this concert, which are all great things, but I never saved. And it, it it's like, I'm paying for those choices in my thirties. Yes, I'm 32 <laughs> right now. Um, I don't know when this releases, but I'll be 33 in a month, a month and a half. Mm. And so I know, shout out, birthday. Happy birthday. birthday. <laughs> um, so I would say like just, and, and managing your time, because before you know it, you've watched Netflix for six hours and you've wasted mm. valuable time of yeah. developing a skill, your spiritual life or relationships. Like invest in people, not in just things for yourself. Mm. So that would be like the practical advice that I would say. Um, From a personal thing, I would say um, that not everybody's going to like you, no matter how nice and kind you are. And that's okay. Mm. I spent so much of my life and I still struggle with people pleasing and needing people to like me before I do anything. Like, and and like, it'll, it can paralyze me if I'm like, why do they not, why do they not approve of this choice? Mm -hmm. You have to make educated choices and wise choices, the wisdom that God gives us and wisdom from mentors and friends. Um, But at the end of the day, like it is your life and your life with the Lord that you have to live and nobody else gets that life that you have with the Lord. They get theirs. So be bold be courageous and do what God's calling you to do and not let man's opinions thwart that. That's a big word. Change that, affect that. Um, but take it into consideration, but do what the Lord is calling you to do. So that'd be my personal. Cause I don't want people to deal with that weight of people pleasing for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. It can be good, but it, it can be, a, it can be something that it, it paralyzes you from a spiritual perspective. 
I would say give yourself a ton of grace because Christ already has. Mm-hmm. Um, so give yourself a ton of grace and you, I, I hope, I can't promise this, but I hope that the church you're at has people that will allow you to be completely honest with them. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you're in high school, I did this. I played the like, I do everything right. Um, but if, if I mess up, everybody's gonna be disappointed. So I'll just not tell anybody where I've sinned. And then you, you find yourself living this double life and that's, it's exhausting. Like it's so exhausting. And then students will carry at that age so much shame and so much guilt. So they just slowly say it's not worth it. And they walk away from the church Mm -hmm. because they don't feel safe to navigate that. So I think the responsibility on that, whoever's listening is on the church to provide a safe space for students to be raw and real Mm -hmm. and authentic about their struggles to know that that doesn't mean that God still, you know, God still loves them. He died knowing we would still sin. Mm -hmm. And so that's the beauty of it is that he's like, bring it all to me. And and then we work through it because Mm -hmm. it's going to be messy. So my advice to a, a teenager would be that don't, the price the price of holding things in is greater than the price of being fully known and fully loved and what i mean by that is is you would don't you want to be fully known and fully loved like mm. i want i don't want to be loved by a version that they think of me i want to be able to be the weird guy who loves disney movies who you know um can quote movies who sings but also like cries at commercials, but <laughs> loves romantic comedies, right. but also loves, you know, Being known. crime podcasts. But right. like, <laughs> I, I want to be fully known and mm-hmm. fully loved. So as a student, I would encourage you to, to be, be that and, and allow yourself to be corrected in love. Mm-hmm. Cause we also don't like to be told sometimes we need to, you know, think about this and do this. I mean, that's where small group leaders, it's that battle of like, you know, what do we say to a student where they don't feel like they have to follow a list of rules, mm-hmm. but there are disciplines that God gives us because life is found better in him mm-hmm. through them. Right. So that'll be my thing is like, you just, you have to, re- repentance, confession are freedoms. They're not, they're not chains. They, mm-hmm. they are a path to freedom so that you can continue to move and keep going. And then don't do five good acts to think, okay, now I can go back to church. So I've sinned. Let me clean myself up and then I'll come back to church. Like I did that all the time. Like let me do five good things. And then I felt good, which is that's work salvation. That's not living in grace and living in the freedom that he's given us. So Mm -hmm. I would encourage that. Like Mm -hmm. come with your mess, come as you are and let God guide you and be real and honest. Is that good? That's really good advice. Thank you so much. And from a perspective of like on students and being on student staff, like we want to be those people that you come and talk to. And so Mm -hmm. whether that be your small group leader, if you're listening to this and that resonated with you or your pastors um, or even the interns, like we are here to listen and to talk and to be with you. And we want Crossing to be a place where you feel known. For sure. For sure. All right, now we're going to jump into a time of Q&A from students. We asked you all for some questions, um, and we want to answer those. So the first question from students, they want to know where we went to school. So I can start. I went to Crossings for all of my um, undergrad and then, or 
High school. <laughs> high school, sorry. Like, that, yeah. Then I was going to say I went to OBU for, mm-hmm. I'm going to OBU for undergrad. Mm-hmm. There we go. Nice. I'll go next. Um, I went to Edmond Santa Fe for my high school, go Wolves, and then <laughs> just graduated from the University of Oklahoma. So love mm-hmm. OU Boomer Center. Yeah. Um, yeah, same as Grace. I've been, uh, Baylor has, I've been to um, Crossing High School and just Crossing School my entire life. And then up until that point upon graduation, I went to and I'm currently enrolled in the University of Oklahoma. Um, and that's been a blast. And I went to Madisonville North Hopkins High School, home of the Maroons. <laughs> oh my god. mascot was a mop. And <laughs> I'm not lying, look it up. And uh, I went to college at Anderson University, which I said before. Oh my goodness. Okay. And the second question from students is what is our favorite place to vacation? And mine is probably Breckenridge, Colorado. We've gone there for a bunch of years. It's really fun. Now, now, quickly, we say vacation or trip. So those are two different things to me. Oh. So like a trip is like where you go do things. But if we're talking vacation where you do nothing, take me to the beach. I don't care. I'm, I just want to lay out and sleep and read and listen Mm -hmm. to podcasts and then eat. And then, (laughs) and then, and then lather, rinse, repeat. Like, let's do that again the next day. Nice. Mine has to be um, Crested Butte, Colorado. So Grace and I are both in the Colorado spectrum. But ever since I was little, we've grown up skiing. And so every spring break, we'll go back. And now it's become like my family's a creature of habit. So we'll Mm -hmm. go eat at the same restaurants, ski the same slopes, do the same week. So That's good. Yeah, love it. So that's a trip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love my trip. (laughs) Yeah, so... Coming from, you know, a big family, family of seven. We don't do a lot of vacations, but farthest, the most we've ever done, I think, was just Florida. But um, we, we go to Seaside, and that's fun for me. But personally, not a big fan of the beach. Um, don't like that sand. And then getting a mouthful of salt water will just ruin your day. So during our senior trip, my friends referred to me as the cranky old man because I just couldn't have fun. Just, <laughs> we were at Disney World. It was hot, and I was just cranky. I was like, I don't want to sit down somewhere yeah. where my feet hurt. Well, but, Disney World in the summer is like going to the surface of the sun. It's yeah, it's intense. So. Happiest place on earth. I, I just yeah, so not in the summer, but not, not not for the parents. <laughs> the kids <laughs> love it. It was fun. Though. Well, now Disney you know. Don't take Baylor to the beach yeah. or Disney World in the summer. Yeah, <laughs> correct. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we're excited to be doing this little season of interviews, and we hope you keep listening throughout the rest of the summer. Thanks. Bye, guys. See ya. Bye. See ya. <laughs>